0: Listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by Boot Crew Media, Ornitos Tequila, and DraftKings, where DraftKings, you can bet $1 on either team to score for any bet. You can win $100 in free bets. They have huge cash prizes. All season long, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code SUS for straight-up Saints, and you can bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with the promo code SUS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, New Jersey, Indianapolis, Pennsylvania. Only minimum $5 deposit and one wager required. One per customer. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And honestly, guys, I really... I'm really frustrated. So when the Saints lost to the Falcons last week, and I have a lot of thoughts about this game, and obviously if you're listening on YouTube, drop a comment in. If you're listening on Twitter, go to the YouTube link that I dropped in on my recent tweet. You can hit the link there, and then you could come in, and you could leave your thoughts and comments on the game, and we could talk about this Saints game. But I, I think here's how I see it. Last week, the Saints lost to the Falcons, and I wasn't that frustrated because I actually thought Atlanta was the better team. This week, however, I thought the Saints were actually the better team than the Titans in terms of the way those two teams played today. And they lost and there's so many factors into it and I'll get to all them. And obviously if you guys have questions throughout the show, I'm going to bring them up periodically. So just fill the chat. I'm not going to miss a single one. I will bring them up. So if you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment. If you're listening on Twitter, go to the YouTube link for, for some reason still don't know why the Twitter questions are no longer coming up. So you got to go to YouTube, you bring them up and I'll pull them up on the screen. So let's talk about it. Saints fall 23 to 21 of the Titans. They're five and four now on the season. There were self-inflicted wounds from this game, whether it was Caesar Ruiz with rough starts to this game or a couple of penalties in the red zone or the, the false start by Adam Troutman on that two-point conversion at the end of the game or just two extra point misses from Brian Johnson, which I will definitely talk about. So, so many self-inflicted wounds. And then on top of it, you also have the interception from Marcus Williams taken away by the referees because Ryan Tannehill barely got hit and they called it rough in the passer, which was just crazy to me. They said it was a blow to the head wasn't actually a blow to the head. That was very odd. I could get into all that. But at the end of the day, like, I think it's easy to say that penalty was a mistake and boy, was it, but there are so many self-inflicted wounds from this game that I look at it. I'm like, man, the saints still should have won. And they just made a mistake. And I'll throw in a couple more Trevor Simeon's two minute drive to end the first half was unacceptable. And to start the second half, Deontay Harris has that fumble on the kick return. So, so many mistakes, so many flaws, I thought the defense, you know, they got gashed on the underneath route, but I thought they played fine. And if you throw in that interception, you take away seven points, the Saints would have only given up 16 points to a really, really good Titans team. I would have said that's a great performance. So defense did enough. Offense continues to have this weird flow where some drives actually put some, you know, put together some promising sequences, and then that falls away. So, so much to get to. I'm going to bring up your questions, and we'll start from there. And obviously, guys, like I said, if you're listening on Twitter, Go to the YouTube link I dropped in. Come in. Leave your comments. Let's enjoy Let's talk some Saints football. And obviously, I'll kind of get to what I didn't like, what I did like, because there was some that I actually did like from this game, and then projecting the future, because man, there's still seven, what, eight more weeks left of this season? It's a long NFL season. So let's get into the first question here. Saints playoff chances. I still think they got a chance to, but being brutally honest, we're going to lose in heartbreaking fashion. So... I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in depth at the end of the show. So if you guys want to stick around, uh, I would do that. But I'll just answer it really quick here, and then I'll just kind of give you my more in-depth or, you know, I would guess the long-winded answer later on. I do think the Saints still make the playoffs. However, I do not know if the Saints make the playoffs because the Saints deserve to make the playoffs as much as the rest of the NFC is not good. Like, I've been very, very adamant that I think the Rams, Cardinals, Cowboys, Buccaneers, although they lost today to Washington, and the Packers, I think those are the five best teams in the NFC. I think they get in. Then there's two wildcard spots up for grabs. And if you guys can find me two contenders that deserve to take those spots, then let's see. I mean, the Falcons, they got blown out today by the Cowboys. Panthers right now are up 20 to nothing against the Kyler Murray list, DeAndre Hopkins list, Cardinals. I still don't know what to make out of the, the Panthers. I don't know what to make out of them. Vikings, no clue what to make out of them. Seattle's another loss away from their season being over. so. I think by default, the Saints will get in. So to answer that first question, that's what I think. Why is Troutman still starting over Juwan? It's just horrible at this point. Yeah, look, I still think Troutman is their best option at tight end, but that's the problem, that he is their best option at tight end. Like, I do think Juwan Johnson serves a big role on this team in some games. Like today, I thought the Saints used Juwan Johnson in a pretty decent fashion, and I thought that I would like to see more from Juwan Johnson in the passing game. But overall, I do think that Adam Troutman sadly is still their best option because he can block. He is pretty good in the short term game, but it's just a problem because Adam Troutman was supposed to take this next step, right? And I'm going to be honest with you guys. And I feel like I've always been honest with you guys. I thought Adam Troutman would take that next step. I thought Adam Troutman was going to be an ascending player this year. Not a all pro tight end, but a very good tight end, a Kobe Fleener 700 yard receiving tight end. Yeah, sign me up. That's what I thought the Saints were going to get and they haven't gotten that right now. He's not making that many plays in the passing game, and he's making critical errors over the course of games that are are becoming costly. So I still think that I understand. I'll put it this way. I understand why Troutman's a tight end one, but the problem is their tight end group's just not good. So even Johnson, who I do like, while he is talented, even he shouldn't be a tight end one. If you you understand what that means, if that makes sense, that would be my answer to the question. The Saints' tight end room is just not good right now. Appreciate the shout-out there, man. I, I really do. Uh, Lewis says we deserve to lose this game. I'll tell you where the saints deserve to lose this game. There's two areas right there. Your kicker can't make a damn extra point. You're automatically going to lose there. And then the second one is the play calling in the red zone. I just didn't like particularly the second to last drive. I thought the saints should have got Taysom Hill in there for a quarterback power run at least once. And I have a whole rant about Taysom Hill that I want to talk about in just a little bit, but The Saints didn't use him there. They settled for three. Brian Johnson miraculously hit a 20 yard field goal. I know such a huge achievement. And then you're still down eight. So you come back down the next drive, you do score a touchdown, but what happens? Just like last week, you don't convert on the two point conversion. So really tough. Long time listener, first time viewer. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? Appreciate you joining the chat. I really do. Refs one, Saints zero. Brian Johnson, negative a hundred. Yeah, I I think that's part of it. Look, the the refs, it's a bad call. Like there are bad calls that are made over the course of the game, and obviously us Saints fans know that. That call in particular, it was 6-6 at the time. Had Marcus Williams got the interception, even if that's how the score ends at half, 6-6 is way better than 13-6. It changes a lot. I don't think the Saints are pressing as much down uh, you know, 6-6 as compared to down 13-6. And on that play, a red zone interception, man, you live for those. Those are kind of the backbreaking plays for the, the offense. And on the flip side, those just... Turn momentum in your favor. Just swing the tides. And for the refs to call rough in the passer, it better be a damn good hit. And Caden Ellis just kind of nudges Ryan Tannehill. And I get he threw the ball was out and it was late. But what they were ruling it under, blow to the head, it was not a blow to the head. So it was a terrible call. uh, No doubt about that. Do you think Taysom is 100% yet? Surprise Sean Payton didn't use him much during those six plays inside the 10-yard line. Alex, I wish I had an answer for you. And you know what? Since you brought it up, I'll kind of go into my whole spiel about Taysom Hill. This Saints team, offensively speaking, is a bad football team. Objectively bad. This isn't subjectively me and my feelings because the Saints lost two games. No. I try to keep my feelings to the side on that. I just think objectively, this is a bad football team, offensively speaking. With Alvin Kamara out, and man, did they miss him, Taysom Hill was their best playmaker. And yet, I didn't think they used him enough. He had a catch for 15 yards. He had three carries for 23 yards and two uh, two completions for 11 yards. Just go through the box, score right there. That is not enough. And what really, really annoys me is that I heard leading up to the game from a couple of people saying, yeah, they're going to use Taysom Hill a lot today. He's going to have a, a larger package of plays. And that didn't happen. I didn't see it personally. And I think for Taysom, what he does is when a lot of people are not playing well, he kind of gives them that spark and he kind of just gets everything back on track. And that didn't happen. And I was very, very frustrated that they didn't use him in that in that way. And there were times specifically in the second quarter and the third quarter where the Saints offense literally could not move the football. And I thought, all right, here's a good drive to just get Taysom Hill in, see what he can do, because it can't get any worse. And they didn't do it. And I'm starting to question, like, is Taysom Hill not at 100 percent? If that's the case, I would I wish people were transparent so we would know that. Or do they really think they don't need to use him as much right now or they're being cautious or maybe they're going to use him as a starter at some point down the season? They don't want to risk him getting hurt. I don't know what the answer is. But it is frustrating because Taysom Hill should be getting used more because even though teams know it's coming, I have yet to see a team clearly and consistently stop Taysom Hill design quarterback runs and the Saints aren't doing it enough. And it's costing them, frankly. Lattimore was getting cooked all game. Yeah, all right. So that kind of gets me to my next point. So I want to talk about the defense and I will funnel through the comments that you guys left. I will not leave a single comment unaddressed. I will go through all of them. So again, guys, if you're listening on YouTube, keep dropping your comments in and I'll pull them up throughout the show. And then if you're listening on Twitter, either just chill in the live stream, I'm I, I'm addressing you guys, or come on YouTube, drop a comment because the Twitter questions aren't coming through. And I left the, the link on my Twitter. You can go through there. So you talk about Marshawn Lattimore and that cuts to my next point. So I said I thought the defense played well, and I thought if you take away the seven points that the refs gifted the Titans, Titans really only scored 16, and I thought that was a pretty good performance for the Saints, and I said the Saints defense needed to force a turnover. On paper, they did not. However, they technically did, in my mind, because that really was an interception that was taken away by the refs. So, that being said, Marshawn Lattimore is too good and too talented and gets paid too much to constantly bring down his intensity level when he plays lesser competition. And it stinks because he's done it for so many years now. I think this is who he is for the big games. Marshawn Lattimore is going to play. And for the games where, ah, uh, you know, I'm going up against a lesser name receiver, like a Marcus Johnson. I don't know if I have to raise my intensity, but guess what? Marcus Johnson had five catches for hundred receiving yards today. So Marcus Johnson balled out. And yeah, AJ Brown did nothing. I heard AJ Brown's name once. And it was when he recovered that fumble that of course, and didn't bounce the Saints way because I'll get into that. The luck factor is something for this team. It's very unlucky. But Lattimore needs to be better, plain and simple. He needs to raise his game. And last, I forgot which podcast I was on earlier this week. Someone said, who do I think needs to step up? And I said, man, I think Marcus Williams needs to play better. Marcus Williams did play better today. I thought Marcus Williams had one of his best games in the last month. Now it's time for Marshawn Lattimore to step up. I am calling him out in the sense that he is too good to not leave his stamp on the game and I think it will happen. I think it's a matter of time. You look at the schedule. Yeah, the Eagles game isn't there, but then you have a stretch where you play Stephon Diggs in the Bills. You play Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, and the Cowboys. Those are the games that Marshawn wakes up for. And man, they're going to need him for that, those games. So we'll see what happens. Why does our defense continue to get burnt to crisp by underneath routes? I wish I had the answer for you. The last two weeks, the Saints are getting killed on crossing routes. They're getting burnt on all those underneath routes. And it's a mix of between, I think that's what the Saints are willing to give up. But at the same time, it's getting given up a too big of a clip. And I do also think losing Gardner Johnson does affect that. I think not having him is absolutely going to hurt what they're able to do in terms of are they covering the underneath routes. So that is a problem. Now, there are some positives. There are some positives. And I want to talk about it because Joe brings it up in the comment section and I want to address it. Marcus Davenport, for all the shit he gets from me, from any podcaster, from the Saints that you listen to, We're on Marcus Davenport pretty hard, and as are the fans, because there is an expectation level when a team trades two first-round picks for you. And Marcus Davenport has the talent. And the injuries have been frustrating. But when he's played this year, he's been great. He hasn't been good. He's been great when he's played this year. He has been the best defensive lineman for this team every game he's played this year. And what I loved about Marcus Davenport, particularly today, is the minute Taylor DeWan went down for a play, and and Taylor LeJuan came back in. The minute he went down for that one play, next exact play, Davenport blows up the, back, the backup left tackle, just blows him up, full rush right through sacks Tannehill, had a sack a little bit later in the game when they needed it. And Davenport, lately his sacks are coming up in the second half in big moments when you need them. And the Saints picked up Marcus Davenport's fifth-year fifth option. In hindsight, I didn't like the move at first. It makes a lot of sense now, and it looks a lot smarter today than it did a couple months ago. But Davenport's been really good, and I'm at the point where Davenport, where it used to be a health and productivity thing. Now, for me, it's a health thing. If he's healthy, he's going to produce, and that's it. Before, it was, can he be healthy and can he produce? Because it was a lot of near sacks and pressures, but he wasn't hitting home. Now he's hitting home, and now he looks like a legitimate starting caliber, really physical defensive end. And man, you just pray that a guy like that can stay healthy for a full season, because if he can that is a double-digit sack player in my mind. He is that talented. He's been that productive. And there's a lot of players that will rip on over the course of this particular podcast. Marcus Davenport will not be one. I'm not. I'm no longer calling him two firsts. I'm no longer getting on his case. It's just the injuries for him. But at the same time, I can't be too harsh on a player with injuries because that's something they can't control. So Marcus Davenport, man, take a bow. You were a great player today. Yet again, I thought he was great last week. I thought he was pretty good against Tampa Bay. I think he continues to take these steps, and I'm very, very impressed with him. Now, before I get into some other questions, I just want to address this one because it made me laugh. What's Des Bryant up to? You know, it's we're down bad, I would say, as a fan base and as a franchise right now in terms of receivers, when not only is this a question, but it's like a question where it's like, ah, it's not the worst question in the world because that's how bad the receiving corps has been for the New Orleans Saints, where we're at the point where it's like, hey, if Des Bryant's doing nothing, why don't you come through? So let's go to the offense. So we talked about defense, let's go to the offense. And with that, let's talk about Sean Payton. How would you rate Sean Payton's play call in this game? I would rate it at a six, maybe even a seven. I thought there were drives where Sean Payton dialed up great plays. Mark Ingram on a, on a wheel route was great. I thought they had some designs for Deontay Harris to get open deep that were great. I thought even a couple of shot plays to Kevin White, where if Kevin White just catches the ball with his hands instead of letting it hit his arm or letting it hit his chest. Then, yeah, I think those are some great designs. I thought that the Saints had a nice tight end screen dialed up early, but Adam Troutman decided to run into the tackler instead of follow his blocks. That was a problem. And here's what I have to say. The only part I was really frustrated with Sean Payton was the goal line play calls in the last seven minutes of the game. I I did not think they were particularly great. I think that they arguably did cost the team a little bit. And at the same time, I understand that Sean is in tough spot because they are just so talent depleted offensively that he's probably second guessing a lot of the stuff that he does do and even if he might have the perfect play call are these guys going to execute so it's kind of a give and take I would rate it around a six and a half out of ten I thought there were some really clever designs if they had Alvin Kamara in this game I think it changes an awful lot because the Saints got a great game out of Mark Ingram now imagine what they would have got out of Alvin Kamara on there too so I, I think that he was okay but It's frustrating because they really have no talent right now, offensively speaking. Really could have used Will Lutz and Michael Thomas today. Boy, you are not kidding. I tweeted it before. Will Lutz and Michael Thomas, if they're on the Saints team, the Saints record is actually drastically different. I know that sounds crazy. Like the Saints are 5-4 and and they're still a playoff team, but I think that the Saints are probably a 7-2 and football team if they had Michael Thomas and Will Lutz right now. I think if you have Will Lutz, I think you win today. I think that you don't worry about those kicking issues and you feel a little bit more confident in your red zone play calling. I think having no kicker right now, and I'll get to Brian Johnson in a second, is just terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And as for receiver, I mean, we've seen it all season long. We've seen guys not be able to create separation. Deontay Harris has done it a good amount. I think Traquan Smith's actually getting a little bit better week by week, and I'm impressed by him. But you need Michael Thomas. And not having Michael Thomas is really upsetting and really unfortunate because when you have him there, everyone drops down a peg in the depth chart. And guess what? When everyone drops down a peg in the depth chart, That helps out everyone else. So I really, really wish that they had those two out there. I think it would have changed the whole thing. So I'm going to get to Brian Johnson, and I'm going to go back to the comments here. And again, guys, just keep filling up the chat, and I will get to them. I really appreciate you guys filling it up. It really means a lot. Brian Johnson impressed me when he first came to the Saints. Thought he was really impressive against Seattle. Thought he made some big kicks here and there against Tampa Bay. But there's a trend with Brian Johnson. He's not good on extra points. And that can't happen anymore. It cannot happen anymore. And uh, at one point I feel bad. Like I know it's a tough spot and he's a rookie and this isn't easy, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you, you got to start making extra points. And for the saints on the flip side, for them, at what point do you say, okay, it's not worth us having this guy as our kicker anymore. He missed the extra point against Tampa Bay. He made his extra points. of looking now against the Falcons. And then he misses misses two today. So he's missed three extra points over the last three games. And that's a bad trend. And while, you know, you can say to me, well, Chris, he's better than Cody Park. He's better than Aljack Rosas. That's fine. But this is not what you like strive to be as a kicking game where now if you're the Saints, like do you legitimately consider going for two-point conversions the majority of football games? Like that's something that I would consider. That would be something on the table for me now. And I tweeted, it's time for Brian Johnson to go. And a lot of people said, well, for who? I don't care at this point. Like I really don't care. Like Brian Johnson is an okay option for the Saints. And I don't know, maybe maybe after today, like something changes and Brian Johnson starts making extra points. But the Saints can't really afford for him to miss many more extra points. Like today, it really hurt. And I'm not in the business of blaming one guy for a loss. I hate doing that. I didn't do it when the Saints lost to Minnesota in the playoffs with Marcus Williams. And I'm not going to do it today. But if you are listing guys who are very responsible for this loss, Brian Johnson is going to be towards the top of the list because with those two extra points... Changes a lot. It really does. And it's really frustrating. I wish that this wasn't the case because I really do like Brian Johnson, like the story that they've had behind him. But it's just frustrating right now. It really is. So I'm going to get back to more of your questions and then we're going to get into Adam Troutman because, man, I got some thoughts for Adam Troutman. But talk about some more questions here. Besides the unnecessary sacks, Simeon, once again, wasn't the reason we lost. I think he nailed it, Garrison. I think Simeon is a game manager. That's what he is. And if Simeon continues to produce decent stat lines where he's taking care of the football. I think there's no reason to necessarily make a quarterback change per se, but the Saints still need to use Taysom Hill more. Like it's a, it's a balance. Like I think Simeon's been just fine. I am not one of those hot take artists. It's going to say it's time to make a quarterback change. I think Simeon's done his job. The town around Simeon, though, isn't great, though, which is why you need to incorporate a little bit more Taysom Hill, a little bit more trickery, a little bit more, I, I don't want to say razzle-dazzle like Al Michaels says, but honestly, this is what the Saints might need because offensively, it just hasn't been great. Sean's play calling has been suspect in the red zone ever since Seattle game. It has been, and at the same time, it's like, like, who are they going to? Like, who's the design play in the red zone? Especially with Kamara, I, I just don't know. Like, if that's if that's fair, that would be my response. What's the top need for the Saints team? I think it's very, very simple. I think it's a receiver, like a number one receiver. And I know Michael Thomas can be that, but Michael Thomas hasn't played in about two years with the way this situation has been going on. And, and at some point, you got to be realistic. So top wide uh, receiver is a top need, in my opinion. Besides the Panthers, I haven't seen the Saints lose a game because the other team was deserving of the win. The Saints shot themselves in the foot against the Fal- Giants' Falcons' side. So I'm glad that came up because, again, that kind of brings me to another point that I wanted to make. I tweeted the Saints are not very good this year. I saw there was some pushback on it. And I don't know why. It doesn't mean that I don't think the Saints are good. Like, I still think the Saints are better than more than half of the teams in the NFL. The Saints, the reason they're not very good this year is that point, though. The Saints' losses are not losses where I'm like, man, the other team was better today. No, like you shot yourself in the foot. Shouldn't have lost to the Giants. Shouldn't have lost to the Falcons, probably. Although the Falcons want I think, out of the three. I accept that one the most because I thought the Falcons had a great game plan. The Titans, though, today... You're supposed to win that game. You should have won that game. You were the better team. And you didn't. And I just think great teams win those type of games. Okay teams sometimes find ways to lose them. That's kind of where the Saints have been. I-, I do think the Saints, if there's any, I guess, hope in that regard, in terms of the future, not just this year, I think a lot of the Saints issues are talent-wise. Like, I think this team's just not that talented right now. And they're missing the top-end talent. The depth has been okay. Okay. But when you miss so much top end town, you don't have your QB one and you don't have your wide receiver one and you don't have your kicker and you don't have your left guard. It's tough, man. And now you don't have your your nickel corner. Like there's a lot of injuries on this team. And that is a problem. And then on top of it, to to kind of go off DJ's point here, Lattimore's is not playing up to his uh, potential. On Yamada, he's been OK. I think he needs to be a little bit better. You know, the O-line can be a little bit better. I don't think the O-line has been as good as they've been. So it's a problem for the Saints. What is up with the Saints being 0 for 7 or 0 for 8 in the last two-point conversion attempts? Does Sean Payton need to go back to the drawing board? I think it's both. I think I would love to see the Saints use a little bit more Taysom Hill. And that's actually, so I'm going to go to my traveling point here. I think that's what frustrated me the most about today. It's 21-23. Taysom Hill's in for the snap. You're going to go for two. And then we're finally going to get one of our questions answered. Because a lot of us were like, man, I want to see two-point conversion with Taysom Hill running the football. And then Troutman gets the false start, and you're like, okay, now you gotta put Simeon back in because you're throwing the football. Like, that's a costly mistake, man. That's a costly mistake. If this game goes into overtime, you never know. And if you win that game, you're six and three. You're looking a little bit more different. You're in first place in the NFC South, probably. I mean, that is big. That is big. So Adam Troutman for me, I'm not ready to say, like, get rid of him because it would just be stupid. They invested a lot of you know draft capital in him. But Adam Troutman's making too many mistakes too often to justify what he is, what he is. Like, at some point, I think you get to the point where you're like, this is who Adam Trauman is. Like, this is who Adam Trauman is. He's not going to be what I thought he was. I thought he'd be a really good talent at tight end. And he's not that. And yet, all right, we say he's Josh Hill. I don't remember Josh Hill making as many mental errors as Adam Troutman's made. And Adam Troutman's making mistakes time and time again that are costing the team. And he's not why they're five and four. Like, he is a symptom to the problem. He's not the main problem, but Adam Troutman has to be better. And I don't know if he can. I think that's the problem. Like if I honestly thought Adam Troutman could be better, I'd tell you guys. Like there's guys who struggle on this team, like a Traquan Smith from time to time. And I know in my heart, I say, I think Traquan could be better. Just like Marquez Callaway, he hasn't been that good this year. I still think Callaway can be used better. I don't know what you can do with Adam Troutman. I think Adam Troutman's who he is. And it sucks to say that, but that's it. That really is. So for me on Adam Trauman, I'm out on him as a future impact player. And you're stuck with what you have. And now a tight end's another need that you have going into the offseason at this rate, unless something drastically changes. But he needs to play better. And if he doesn't, then if you're the Saints, you're like, yeah, we whiffed on this pick. Because right now, he's a bust to me. And I know a lot of people are going to say, yeah, he's just a third-round pick, whatever. The Saints traded all of their day three picks to make sure they ensure – Getting Adam Trauma in the third round, like that's how bad they wanted him, and he just he hasn't performed. So that's why I would say he's a bust right now. You could change, you could change it, but right now it's not great. Why does it seem like Pete Werner didn't play as much this game? Yeah, I thought Pete Werner's snap count was like okay for this game. I still think they got to use him more. Quan's getting a lot of usage right now, and I'm very conflicted about that because I love Quan and his energy is contagious. But Quan's making a lot of bad plays over the last two weeks. Like I, I need to say that. Like Quan will pop Adrian Peterson and we'll all go nuts, or he had a pass breakup in the end zone, which I thought was a very good play there. But other than that, like, Quan's getting beat in the lateral game. Quan's getting beat in terms of misreads, and I never thought Pete Werner was playing to the point where, like, okay, yeah, he shouldn't start right now. Like, he lost his job. You know what I mean? And, you know, obviously the Saints know more than I do. I- I'm not stupid about that part, but I, I don't get why Pete Warner's not playing more. I think Pete Warner should be back in that starting role, and I know the Saints used him more this week, I think, than last week but it's not enough for me. I think Pete Werner's a technically sound football player. I would like to see more of them out there. How do you see the Eagles game going? I want to say it's winnable, but this team is so volatile that you can't really predict. Yeah, I, Joe, I'm glad you put that in there. So yes, I do think the Eagles is a winnable game. I do think every schedule on this for the Saints is a winnable game, but this team is so unpredictable because the best version of the Saints can beat any team on any given Sunday. And the worst version of the Saints can lose to any team on any given Sunday. And that's what I'll leave it. That will be my answer for you, Joe. I wish I had a better answer for you, but yeah, it's a problem right now. It's a problem. Saints are seven and two with a kicker. Absolutely agree. Any free agent kickers you think we should bring in? No, I mean, I would check in on Jake Ferritti from the Ravens. I know he's on their practice squad. He was injured. I don't know what his status is, if he's still hurt. I don't know if they protected him on the practice squad, but you can't do worse than what we got right now, man. Can't do worse. We also saw Ruiz, two sacks he gave up, but his run blocking, his whiffing guys too, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I you know, I'm gonna say it right now. The twenty twenty draft is gonna go down as one of the worst drafts the Saints have ever had. Like, I, I really think the 2020 draft has gone so poorly for the Saints. Caesar Ruiz has not played well, Zach Bond has not played well, Adam Troutman has not played well, and it's it's getting ridiculous. It's getting to the point where Calvin Throckmorton's better than Ruiz. James Hurst is better than Ruiz. Will Clapp sometimes is better than Ruiz. Andrews Pete, you guys might hate him. He is 10 times better than Ruiz. Like, I know Andrews Pete is, is annoying at times, but Cesar Ruiz is worse. Just gonna throw that out there. Like, I know a lot of people love to rip on him, but man, Cesar Ruiz is just not a good football player right now, and it's a problem. It's a big, big problem. There's a video of him run blocking, and he just absolutely just, like, slips and gets clotheslined almost. And I laughed. I'm not gonna lie. I did laugh. But when the Saints go back and they watch that tape, you got to be like, I can't believe we drafted this dude in the first round. And they justify taking a center and then moving him to guard. And it hasn't worked out. And I think that draft is going to be bust, bust, bust. Reeves a bust, ball a bust, Troutman a bust. Thankfully, Turner showed flashes this year. Adebo shown flashes this year. And um, Werner has shown flashes this year. Because, man, the 2020 draft, it's a shit. Imagine how bad it was in the locker room for Brian Johnson after the game. Yeah, I think for Brian Johnson, you probably think to yourself that you're the one reason you lost and you're going to, you know, be pretty hard on yourself. It's all about if they give him another chance, can he bounce back? I'm going to try and ease down on, you know, ease off on, on Johnson, not be too harsh on him, but he's got to be better. Like you can't miss two extra points. You can't. He needs to go, man. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Don't disagree with you. The problem is our two-point conversions are not working either. They're not. There's so many problems with two-point conversions. The talent's not great. The play call's not great. There's, like, jump balls being thrown on every two-point conversion now. It's like, yeah, buddy, that's not going to work, clearly. So, too many mistakes, man. Too many mistakes for this team. And a lot of them are self-inflicted. Like, as bad as this team is, when I talk about the skill players, they're they're still in position to win every single game. They're just not doing it. They're not doing it. Yep, he is a bust. And to your point, the NFC South is still sadly up for grabs, which is hilarious. Now, I do think the Bucks are going to close it out and win the NFC South. If I had to put money on it, although I'm not going to. But if you never know, things can happen. Injuries happen. Crazy shit happens in the NFL. We'll see what happens. But technically, by default, they're, they're, the NFC South is up for grabs. Quan did some great things today. Quan, here's the thing with Quan. Quan makes some really, really good football plays. And it's always there's no in between with Quan, which is like fine because Quan it's not like the Saints lost today. I'm like, oh, it's because they played Quan. No, like Quan makes some high caliber plays, and then the low caliber are like, yeah, that that can't happen. Like on a third down, you gotta you gotta you can't miss your assignment. That's where I'm at with Quan. I am totally cool with the Saints playing him. I just wish they played Pete Werner a little bit more. But I think Quan Alexander is still a good football player. It's just the the, the inconsistencies are just very very. I would say noticeable with him, but again, still a good football player. And I'm very content that he's on the team. I'm almost to the point where I want a solid first round pick instead of a first round playoff loss. Okay. Garrison, you brought this up and this is not a shot at you at all, but I want to bring this up because this is something that Saints Twitter has been talking about and man, I'm heated about it. So I'm going to mention it. A lot of people have told me, why don't the saints tank? And I'm not saying that's what you said, Garrison, but it's just like the idea. Like what if the saints just get a better first round pick? So a lot of people say, give up the season. Let's tank. Let's see what happens. Besides the fact that I know the Saints aren't going to tank. Who are they going to draft? Like, who who is that? Like, if the idea is let's tank for a better pick because we can use that pick to trade for Russell Wilson, I guess, like, I understand what you're saying. But I think Russell Wilson would be way more impressed if a team with no quarterback, no wide receiver one, no left guard, no kicking game makes the playoffs. And then you think to yourself, man, you plug me on that team. Where are we at? That's a Super Bowl team. I think that's more enticing. And I also think for the Saints, people want them to tank. And people want them to get a better pick, but for what? They're just going to draft an offensive lineman, and, and that's going to drive everyone nuts. Like I tweeted yesterday, I would love to see Garrett Wilson in the Saints uniform. I would love to see Chris Olave in the Saints uniform. But I know damn well the Saints aren't taking either one of them. So while I would love for the Saints to have a better pick and we get like a playmaker in there, I think the Saints are going to draft Teron Armstead's replacement with the with their first uh, with their first round pick this year. That's just where my head's at right now. Things can change, but that's just what I think. And while I do agree, like, first-round exits are frustrating. With the way the season's gone, I would totally take the Saints getting in the playoffs. I think it would be hilarious. Like, this has been such a weird year. Jekyll and Hyde team. And if they get in, though, if they have a good week, they can knock anyone off. And I think I would rather have that than a first-round pick when they're going to take some dude from a school we've never heard of in the middle of Wisconsin to play left tackle. Like, that's probably what would happen. So, I I get it. I I do get it. Like, I understand the frustrations, but I think I'm still in the, you know, go for the playoffs mindset. Heard Golden Tate still wants to play. We should make the call. Yeah, it looks like you guys are all in on Golden Tate. I don't blame you guys. I don't blame you guys. I thought that uh, Golden Tate, really good intermediate route guy, really good slot receiver. The Saints can use that. Not sure why they haven't made a call. I guess Golden Tate in, in NFL executive minds is washed up or just not worth the headache. I don't know what the reason would be. He was on good morning football a couple weeks ago. Said he wants to still play. You can't do any worse than what you got right now, folks. Can't do any worse. The other cornerbacks did some really good things today. A.J. Brown was shut down. Yeah, I thought the Saints secondary did some really, really good things. Like, if you look at the box score, you're going to see that Tannehill had 200 passing yards. He had a touchdown, no picks, although should have had a pick. I thought the Saints secondary was fine. I don't think the Saints lost this the game because of their defense. I think the Saints made sloppy penalties, and they their kicking game was terrible. And it's that simple. And yeah, the ref took away a turnover and that resulted in seven points for the Titans. Like sometimes it's that simple and there's no need to overcomplicate it. Like I think this defense has done its job. I think this defense has been fine and I think they will continue to respond. I think in their minds, they're going to think they need to be better. And that's a good thing because you're going to play the Eagles next week and boy, do you need to win. What frustrates frustrates me is that Sean runs one to two drives with legit bad play calls. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that like, I tweeted it today, and I don't know if you guys caught this. So the Saints, the drive where Mark Ingram scored, beautiful drive, rhythm, great play calling, just looked great. Like, everything looked clean. And then they had a three-and-out the next drive. And I'm like, where did everything go? Like, you just built a nice foundation. Where is Where are those play calls? That That would be my question. Do you believe that there is a clear best team in the NFC right now? I do, actually. I actually do. I think, now don't look at the box score today because people are going to look at the box score and they're going to be like, oh man, they're not playing well today. I don't care that the Cardinals are losing 23 to nothing to the Panthers. I still think the Cardinals are the best team in the NFC right now. I think that could change, but I think when they got Kyler Murray in there, when they got Hopkins in there, I think they just have so many weapons that they overwhelm you. Now, I do want to see how the Rams look with OBJ, and I do want to see how the Packers look moving forward with uh, Karen Rodgers over there. But, you know, I think right now if I had to put, you know, a... Team in the one spot. I think the Cardinals, I'm not putting too much stock into them today. They got Colt McCoy back there. They won last week. They lose this week. Shit happens. That's the NFL. But I, I do think that the Cardinals have a really, really, really good football team. I can already see O-line in the first round. Lewis, my man. Get ready for it. It's happening. The fact that Trauma is being paid to play the game of football is astounding to me. Yeah, look, I think that's like a little harsh. Like I do think like he should be in the NFL. But I think that, you know. I'll put it this way. I thought Traumann would be a tight end one, and he is a tight end two or three right now. Probably a three. That's not good. Not good at all. I think a lot of Sean Payton's play calls this year, I've been relying on defense, to just not turning the ball over. Got to remember, Breeze isn't taking snaps anymore. Garrison, you're absolutely correct. And that actually is something that Drew Breeze told me a couple, what was it like a month ago when we were talking? He said, a lot of the way the Saints are going to run something is predicated off how's the other side of the ball playing? The other side of the ball. Playing pretty well for the most part this season. It lets them be conservative, but something's got to change, in my opinion. Why do you think Sean refuses to address the clear need at wide receiver tight end? All right, so that is like, I don't have, this is not the actual answer. This is not the actual answer, but this is what I'm thinking. I think the Saints thought that their scheme can overcome talent deficiencies at wide receiver, at tight end. And I think this season they're getting a rude awakening that it can't. And that's why they tried to get Odell. That's why they made calls for Darius Slayton. That's why they tried to upgrade the wide receiver room. And I think that a lot of them now, moving forward, personnel decision makers are going to say, all right, got to address the wide receiver position more. Then we got to address the tight end position a little bit more because I think the Saints thought the scheme could overcome the talent efficiency, and right now it's just not. It was nice to see Mark Ingram playing like that today. Somehow it looks like he hasn't all step yeah Mark Ingram, man, what an acquisition for the Saints. They basically traded away what was a 2024 pick or something like that. Great move. Ingram looks great. Now, if Kamara can come back at full strength, that's what this Saints offense is going to need to be. Boom and zoom. Ride them till you can't do it anymore and get Taysom Hill a little bit incorporated in there. I think you're going to have to become a ground-and-pound football team. A lot of these sacks came from Cesar Ruiz, I'm just saying. You could say what you want. You're not wrong, man. I mean, they did. The first two sacks of the game came from Susan Ruiz, literally. Like, literally, the second sack was terrible. Like, if you're going to lose to Jeffrey Simmons, I'm going to be like, all right, Jeffrey Simmons is great. Naquan Jones, really, I think, like a decent upside, undrafted rookie from Michigan State, but you should not be losing to him one-on-one like that. Caesar Ruiz, he's got to be better. So, let's talk about it. Thoughts on this team? Thoughts on where they're heading? And I'll end it with some optimism because I'm in that type of mood. The Saints will make the playoffs. And if I feel like my opinion on that changes, I will let you guys know immediately. But the NFC playoff picture is a mess. It's a mess. And I look at this Saints team. They got to finish 5-3 and to 5-4. and And I think they can do that. I really do. They might not even need to win five games. They might need to win four games. And I think they can do that. So, I I think that next week is kind of the make or break one for me. If you win that game, and you win one of the Bills Cowboys, which I think they can, you're seven and five with games against the Jets, games against the Dolphins, game against the Panthers, game against the Falcons, game against the Bucks. All those games are winnable games. That is the blue the blueprint. Now, if you lose to Philly, I could see things spiraling. But as of today, I still think. That the Saints are a playoff team. And it's not so much what the Saints are doing. It's so much what the rest of the NFC is not doing in the sixth and the seventh spot. There's not much competition right now. So it's easy for me today to rip this team. And boy, I should, because Brian Johnson didn't step out of him Troutman didn't step up. The receivers are still not making enough plays. And the play calling is a little shaky. But this team currently constructed in a uh, not a deep NFC, I should say. Not weak, because they are they are top heavy, but not deep. They're still a playoff team. That's what I would say, and that's why as much as I want to doom and gloom this whole damn podcast, I can't get, because right now the NFC playoff picture is still wide open. We'll see what happens with the Panthers game, but even then, I I mean, you're looking at this picture, and it's like, all right, Saints are still probably a playoff team, so we'll see what happens there, but I'm, I'm not completely out on this team. I think this team just is what it is. Their defense needs to be elite for them to win games. And their offense, it just starts games way too slow. And they pick it up late. But man, it's just too little too late the last couple of weeks. And they need to be better. And we'll see if they can. But it is a problem. At least we got some good news on the C.J. Gardner johnson injury today. Yeah, that's great. The fact that it's not season-ending injury, because a lot of people thought it might have been, that is really good news. So three or four weeks, he'll be back. Didn't we draft a receiver last year? Why and not played? They drafted Kwon Baker this year. He hasn't played because he's not ready. And that's a problem because, man, if he's not ready, that's not good. Imagine if the Saints would have got Zach Ertz. Yeah, they could have used him. I know a lot of Saints fans didn't want him because they thought he was washed up, but could have used him. Simeon can make all the throws. He just needs to polish up the decision-making, i.e. the two sacks at the end of the half. Yeah, I don't think you're necessarily wrong there, Nick. I think Simeon has shown that he can make a lot of good throws. I think, look, Simeon is not why they've lost the last two games. I think we all agree on that. Like, maybe there's a hot-take artist or two that will say no, but, like, the Saints aren't losing games because of Trevor Simeon. The downside, though is there's no upside. Like, the downside is there's no upside. I know it sounds stupid, but, like, where are the big, big splash plays you're going to get? You're not going to get that. Like, with Jameis Winston, yeah, there were times where Jameis wasn't efficient. But, man, like the Washington game, he could just uncork a 75-yard deep pass, and all of a sudden, you're back in business, and you don't have that. You just don't. And that's what kind of stinks about the situation. But, man, I thought Trevor simeon has been just fine. I think he's been a really good game manager. He's kind of giving me Alex Smith vibes without the legs where – He's taking what the defense gives him. He's getting the ball out quick, and he's being a good distributor, and the Saints need that. See what happens from there, though. He's going to have to play better against Philly, and they just need to be fast. I don't want to say fast starters, but, man, they can't start as slow as they've been doing. Like, that is a problem. Saints start slow against the Falcons, they lose. Saints start slow against that, um, Starting slow against the Titans, excuse me, you lose. I see some people saying, Simeon is better than Winston. I would have to highly disagree. Yeah, that's, that's just dumb. Winston's the best quarterback on this roster. I don't know if they win these two games with Winston, which is nuts to say because the quarterback isn't the problem. Everyone around the quarterback right now is not doing their job. So it's frustrating, but Winston's clearly the best option. I don't think that's a debate. So long story short, wrap it up. Two minutes here, wrap it that fire, ending it off. Saints are five and four. They're still the sixth seed. I know, sounds ridiculous, but they're still the sixth seed. Next week is the determining game for me determining in the fact that you win that game, that might be the one where it's like, all right, yeah, I feel really comfortable about them making the make the plus. You lose that game. All of a sudden, I don't know, man, you're five and five and, and the play, the other teams rise up in the ranks. So I, I think that's a problem for sure. Our offense, not good. Yeah, it is not good, man. It's not good. You're hundred percent right. It doesn't have to be put any more than that. Like it's just not good. Saints are the best fourth scoring team. And that's a problem in itself. Yeah. Like, I like that they're scoring in the fourth quarter. I like that they're having those gotta-have-it drives. But where the hell are those gotta-have-it drives in the third quarter, the second quarter, the first quarter? Can't just all be the first quarter. It Can't just be fourth quarter trying to save your ass. Doesn't work that way. Football's tough, man. They gotta be better than that. So Saints are five and four. Next week, they play the Eagles. Last year, they lost to the Eagles in a game that cost them the one seed. I know a lot of you guys don't forget it. I don't forget it either. And this is a game that they gotta have. They got to have, I, I don't I don't like to do this, but next week is must win for the New Orleans Saints. And I'll talk about it later this week when I preview it, talk about that matchup and whatnot. But they're five and four. They're still the sixth seed. Next week is going to tell me everything. I totally agree with you, man. It is a do or die game. In my opinion, if you're going to make some type of playoff run, you got to win that one. You got to get off the schneid. You got to get back in the win column and gain some momentum for Thursday night against the Bills on Thanksgiving. So we'll see what happens from here. Five and four. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. I know it sucks that the Saints lost. But they have the talent to bounce back. We'll just see if they do it and we'll go from there. So I'll be back here next week. Actually, not next week, excuse me, on Wednesday, previewing Saints Eagles. Hopefully, hopefully, it ends up in a win. The Saints need it. They got to get to six and four, five and five. That just looks ugly, in my opinion. So we'll see what happens from there, guys. I appreciate all of you that left your comments. I really do enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I hope you guys have an excellent week. And my Marvel fans, we got a No Way Home trailer coming up this week. So some good news in that regard. So enjoy the rest of your Sunday, guys. I'll be back here on Wednesday to preview the Saints' upcoming matchup only on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.